from the banks of the Avon, this is Blackjeep rebranded. The place where you never have to worry about fitting in or being accepted. All are welcome. The leader of our pack is Rick Sherwood. He's willing to share with us his take on this crazy world. His insights come from not only his experience as a psychotherapist, but also his many life experiences. His hope is to help us live our best lives as we continue on our own ever-changing personal journey. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to hear what's on his mind today. Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to uh, Black Sheep Rebranded. Welcome to another podcast. And today we are going to be talking about people taking pictures. And we're going to be doing this in a in a multiple different ways because uh, uh, if you Google me, if you Google Rick Sherwood in Hampstead, Ontario, which is H-A-M-P-S-T-E-A-D, if you do that, you will read a bunch of newspaper articles where I became extremely, extremely disappointed, disenfranchised with humanity because I had an accident. February 6th of 2012, when I was trying to figure out who was alive and dead and I was calling 911, um, I looked over my shoulder and I saw people standing on the side of the road taking photos. And I was dismayed. I was in shock. There's 11 dead people here. Um, There's three people clinging to life. And you want to take photos and videotape this. You're, you're kidding me. And I so badly um, was so disgruntled and so, so disgusted by humanity at that moment. And, and people taking photographs, uh, it was just recent in the news that there is video footage of somebody being attacked out west. I don't know whether it was Alberta or British Columbia. And in the videotape, you can see dozens and dozens of people watching the assault occur. The number of people who outnumbered the the people who were doing the assaulting um, was five to one. They could have easily stopped the assault, but they all stood there videotaping instead and taking photos. People taking pictures has lost its its zest, has lost its its zeal for, for what it was intended for. When the very first photographers were ever out there, they were trying to capture a world changing. It was the late 1800s, and they were trying to capture beautiful moments in time. They were trying to capture things that had never been captured before unless it was done by an artist. And so they were they were truly cutting edge and so for me photography so despite the fact that i have this this apparent as i said this this well-documented uh moment in my in my life where i look around and i watch people get out their phones all the time as they are you know recording the moments of life and last time i was up in lake Huron. um watching the sunset you know i was doing the same thing i got out my phone i didn't have a 35 millimeter camera with me i do own some but i didn't have one with me but i i was out there sticking my phone out just like everybody else back in the 70s early 80s there was this uh this old saying uh you know you'd be staring at somebody and they would say take a picture it lasts longer 
And you know that that adage, that idea, has has always stuck with me. Right. This is why we're trying to record these things is so that we can savor the moments. So that we can celebrate the moment, celebrate the people, celebrate all of the good things that we need and want in our world versus sitting there and recording the life slipping away from people. That, that, that life truly being drained of people who are dying and instead of helping or getting out of the way for first responders to get there, they are standing there with their cameras. And so... Um, for what it matters, uh, I think a very long time ago there should have been laws passed that if you are caught uh, videotaping or taking photos of a heinous act underway, whether it be an assault, whether it be an attack, whether it be a car accident scene, whether it be anything like that, that you should go to jail and you should go to jail for a very long time because it's complete depraved indifference to another person who is in need. And unfortunately, that is a bit of, of what we've gotten to. And uh, so I'm going to bring us back to where, for me, uh, photography really has its beginnings. And, and, and it's not the very first time I ever had a camera, but it's the first time that I, I, I took the art of photography really seriously. And people taking pictures became something that I got known for. And it was the photos I was taking. I've, I've actually had photos published. Um, I've, I've actually had some notoriety. And I've made a living with a camera. Uh, doing wedding photography, portrait photography, and, and so on. And, and very happy and very proud of those moments in my life. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm also very, very happy just to sit back with, you know, a cheap camera and take a photo and or not take a photo at all and just savor the moment. Maybe that's age. Maybe that's a lot of different things. But but it was it was a moment in in my life when I I went trucking. And hearing that engine start. Right. One of the things I would always do when I was starting up that truck is I would make sure I had my cameras. Not one, not two, sometimes three or four. And just like this song by Alabama, Roll On, right? I trucked, and I trucked all over North America, and I was very proud to do it. I was very happy to do it. But what I was equally proud to do and happy to do is to record those moments that I had never seen before and that I will likely never, ever see again. Standing in Wyoming, when Hale Bob, back years ago, the comet that was flying overhead, and standing there in the freezing cold of Wyoming, in the black of blackest of nights, where you could see forever into the heavens, and Hale Bob would be up there in the sky and trying to take photos. Those were the days of film, and so I would take the photos and I would hope and pray for them to to turn out. But you know what? Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. So that's what brought me to you know, wanting to go in a direction where I actually learned to do this better, to understand the art of the photography better. And to not only do that in a better way, but to actually go out there and, and understand and see 
one of the coolest things in so many ways, right, is, again, sounds. And again, anybody who knows me knows that I'm very, uh, very affectionate towards sound. And so when I would sit there, I would, you know, again, always be sitting there going, how do I do this? How do I hear that shutter go? How do I how do I make this magic happen? Right? And so wanting to capture the photographs. And so one of the things that I also got and have had the opportunity to do many times is to go flying. And so, you know, just like the sound of a truck, you know, the sound of a turbine on a on a on a on a jet aircraft firing up huge. Those are things that just mean so much to me. And these are sounds that, again, are sounds that you you can't ignore. And so when you go out there, you know, in that little sound clip of the of the starting of a truck. And I'm going to I'm going to play that again, because, again, it's these weird little sounds, these weird little little pieces of our lives that mean something to us and yet you know so often right we we just ignore them until they're gone for most people that's just going to be a nothing sound okay well a photograph is the same thing we take more photographs now than we've ever taken in our lives and we don't print them. We don't do anything with them. We save them on our phones and then we dispose of them. It has become so meaningless in so many ways to take photographs and it's sad. And the true art of photography, the true masterpieces to put on the wall, they are artwork. And when I made a living, there's not a lot of people who can actually say they actually made a living with a camera. And I truly, 100% across the board, I chose to not do it anymore uh, for 100%, not because I couldn't make money, but uh, I, I, I didn't like lots of aspects of, of the work. When I hear people and they will look at me and they will say, I don't take a good photograph. Rebecca's sister, uh, she's got two of them, but her sister Andrea uh, one day said to me that that she doesn't take a, a good photograph. She doesn't she doesn't look good. And so, inside a minute, I got her to pose, turn, get the light on her properly, underexpose the photo a little bit, soften the edges, take a couple photos. I turned the turned the and it was just with a phone, mind you. Phones today has some pretty good cameras. It was just the phone. I turned the camera around to her, and she was speechless. Yeah, all kinds of people in my life have beautiful photos of them, of them, and and it's because every human being on the planet is photogenic. Rebecca, different times would say to me, "I'm a horrible photographer," and I would say, "Why do you say that?" Well, because people in her past told her that she was. So instead of actually teaching her to be a better photographer, no, they just put her down. People would say to her, she's not very photogenic. I've taken all kinds of photos of Rebecca that are that are stunning photos. 
I've done that again for all kinds of people in my life because it is so easy to do it. It really is amazing how the travel throughout my life, periodically I will go back to look for a photo or to ground myself back in a moment. And I do it sometimes with these photographs. And I, and I do it to go, here's this element or here's that. Or here's this type of fish or here's that. And we are so caught up in randomly taking photographs and never actually understanding the artistry of it, nor are we interested in capturing the beautiful moments. And I, I want to pause on that for a second, because just like that sound of that truck, you know, there's lots of parts of trucking I miss. And there's lots of parts of working as a photographer that I miss. But I am not sure that I really have a desire to go back to doing either one of those jobs, but I have photographs from both of those that, man, oh, man, do I savor. I I savor my days of running from, from Ontario all over North America in every direction, east coast, west coast, south, doesn't matter. I've, I've dipped my toes in, in many places in the Atlantic, um, you know, with a truck right nearby, and I've dipped my toes in many places in the Gulf of Mexico and uh, along the west coast of Canada and uh, the U.S., right, from the, the Mexican border all the way up uh, quite far, actually, up past the tree line in Canada. And so, again, photographs, taking photographs. Use your energy, use your time to actually go out there and get dirty. Get dirty to take the photograph. People all the time will say, oh my God, how did they get that photograph? Or how did they do this? Or how did they do it? must have been a telephoto lens. Quite often it's not. Quite often it is because they chose to actually get dirty and go hiking or go back, back uh, country four-wheeling or four-wheeling with their truck or they got in a helicopter. One of the most beautiful um, sets of photos that I have of whales were shot from from a helicopter. Uh, Samantha was uh, a, a beautiful pilot that day in Hawaii, and uh, we'd gone flying, and then we came back, refueled, and we went flying again. And uh, there was there was just Sherry, Samantha, and myself in the helicopter, and we had an amazing trip. And part of that amazing trip was. Uh, that the, the the whales, the humpback whales, could hear the sound, the sound of the rotors. And so when they hear the sound of the rotors, sometimes they will do something called spy hopping, where they will actually put their head above the water where they can see, and it's believed that they can actually see as well above the water as they can uh, underneath. And so... When, when, again, when I hear certain sounds, they just take me right back. When I, when, I, when I see the photos, they just take me right back. And so when I'm sitting there, right, and I'm, and I'm looking through my life, that sound, that turbine, I hear that. That loud growl, that low, low growl. 
of, of the turbine starting up, the rotor blade starting to spin. The paramedics that I see who work for Orange, the, the first responders that I've seen, military combat that I've seen, again, these people all the time, they sit there and they say, oh my dear God, right? And those sounds bring back different ideas. But you know what's funny? They also bring their photographs. And that's right. They bring photographs of the accident scenes. They, they bring photographs of what they see. They bring photographs of their life. And getting out there and taking photographs to capture, relive, and, and, and memorialize. And so one of the, the, the guys who's a, a paramedic with Orange, he takes a, a photo of all the accident scenes so that when they get to the hospital, if the person doesn't look whatever, he can go, here's a, here's a picture of the accident scene. And the, and the doc will go, oh, all right. Yeah, we do need to do some, some other investigation. We need to go a little bit further. And so that, that idea, again, of understanding where we're coming from, savoring these moments, doing the things that we need to do is unbelievable. Photographs. It is so important. And when I say that, I mean it, it, it's so important for, for us to savor. Savor our lives. Savor our moments. Become artistic. Get off the couch. Go out there. Get a camera. Learn the artistry and become better. Don't sit there and just get your camera out to record something grotesque or something traumatic. And if you're doing only that, I hope that laws get changed and I hope you end up going to jail for that depraved indifference towards humanity. Do what it is that should be being done with this beautiful artistry. Go out of your way. Take the photographs. Do the things that need to be done to make this beautiful world of ours and just like this song from Nickelback. This is where I come from. I remember going out with a, a lady a few years ago for a month and a half or two, you know, trying to see if we had a, a relationship we could start to build. And her family had been beekeepers. And I would say to her, do you have photographs? I'd love to see this. She would talk about the, 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 the aviary area for these bees and what it was like and what her dad would do and what about this and going in and collecting. And... She said, well, no. And I said, do you wish you had photographs? She said, yeah, actually, I do. And yet, she would have photographs on her phone today of things that she would go, here, look at this. See this meal? See this meal I ate today? And like I said, we take more photographs today and we do nothing with them other than to share and go, 
Look at this lasagna that they brought me. Look at this salad. You know, I just saw on Facebook uh, the other day that uh, somebody's gone over to, to, to the Mediterranean to do a cruise. I hope that they will take photos, good, bad, or indifferent. And if somebody says you don't take good photos, please look at them and say, teach me to, teach, to take better photos or shut up. Because again, I had a, a, a lady from uh, Nunavut, uh, who's a client of mine, send me photographs yesterday of an igloo that they'd gone out and they spent a couple hours to build. It was a great big, huge igloo for uh, a ton of kids to go in and play in. And, uh, and I had a whole whack of questions for her about, oh my God, what, how this, that, and everything else. And sitting there and me looking and going, God, thank you for sharing those photographs with me. Get dirty. Get out and make that igloo. Get out. Go scuba diving. Take some photos underwater. Go out and learn. But the people who, again, say, I'm not photo photogenic. No, you are photogenic, I guarantee you. It's the people who have been taking photos of you have no skill and ability. None. There isn't a single picture. I'll rephrase that. I just said that incorrectly. There isn't a single picture person I cannot take a fantastic photo of. Not a single one. Every person has aside where they're going to look a little bit balanced, where they're going to look a little bit better, where they're going to look like they have something a little bit more to share and to, 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 to say, wow, look at my smile, look at my this. And people go, I don't like my teeth, I don't like my nose, I don't like this. There's a million ways to hide all that stuff in a photograph. Please don't run from the camera. Get it out. But put it away when you're driving put it away when you're out there and you're doing other stuff listen to this song by Nickelback photographs listen to the words think about the words that's why we're out there taking photographs people please enjoy stay safe again Thank you very much. It's Rick Sherwood here again. Thank you very much. As I continuously say, really appreciate everyone who tunes into these podcasts. Uh, but please keep in mind, uh, all the information contained within these is not meant to be a supplement or meant to be a replacement for psychotherapy or for anyone truly struggling with mental health. Please reach out to uh, a therapist and somebody qualified to help you out. If these ideas trigger something within you where you need to do that and you're not sure where to go, by all means, please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to. Uh, go to blacksheeprebranded.ca uh, and we can direct you in, un in unbelievable different directions. Piracy, please don't pirate the information in this. It is proprietary. Uh, please also make sure that, uh, that you understand that this isn't about us wanting to be greedy about our ideas. This is us wanting to make sure that our ideas are uniquely and collectively kept as ours so that we can use them as we see fit and not how other people want to do it for their own piracy and their own benefit. Y'all be good. Take care. Bye-bye.